Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Broadway Podcast Network presents Giants in the Sky, How Sondheim and Lapine Went into the Woods, with me, Ben Rimmelauer. Today's guest, Felicia Rashad, replacement witch. Once upon a time. Felicia Rashad was the first cast replacement in the original Broadway production of Into the Woods when she succeeded Bernadette Peters in the role of the witch, memorably performing selections from the show in a medley at the 1988 Tony Awards. She has won two Tony Awards for her performances in Dominique Morisot's Skeleton Crew and Lorraine Hansberry's A Raisin in the Sun, and was also nominated for August Wilson's Gem of the Ocean. She has also starred on Broadway in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, directed by her sister, Debbie Allen, August's Osage County, Cymbeline, Jelly's Last Jam, Dreamgirls, The Wiz, and Ain't Supposed to Die a Natural Death. Her many off-Broadway credits include Michael John LaCusa's Bernarda Alba at Lincoln Center Theater, and several productions with the Public Theater, including Tony Kushner's production of Helen and Terrell Alvin McCraney's Head of Passes, for which she won the 2016 Lucille Lortel Award, as well as plays early in her career with the Negro Ensemble Company. Best known for her role as Claire Huxtable on The Cosby Show and as Ruth Lucas on the CBS sitcom Cosby, she received the NAACP Image Award for Best Actress in a Comedy Series for both of these roles, and has been nominated for two Emmy Awards in addition to numerous other laurels for her numerous performances on film and television over several decades. She has received honorary doctorates from Brown University, Spelman College, and the University of South Carolina, and spent the last few years as Dean of Howard University's College of Fine Arts. Before this show, Into the Woods, came into your life, did you have an awareness of the show? Had you seen it? Had you heard about it? What What was your relation to it prior to being an actor in it? I had seen it. And I, had, and okay. I had seen it, and I, and I liked it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, it was it, the writing, needless to say, um, James Lapine had had directed it, and it was. I, I I'm trying. I'm going back in my memory to that very day when I saw it, and I just thought it was 
wonderful. What a weaving of, of tales. What a weaving of those, of those uh, fairy tales that we all used to. I don't know if children still uh, are privy to this. I don't know if people still share these fairy tales with their children, but I loved what was happening in Into the Woods. Careful the things you say, careful the mm. things you do, careful the tales you tell. Children will look to you. Um, yeah. I loved it. I loved the performances. Yeah. I, 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 oh, my goodness. When you talk about artistic excellence, I mean, there it is. There it was, and here it is again. Yeah, <laughs> truly. And so, and just for context, I mean, you know, so you'd started off um, in these Broadway musicals and, well, I guess you'd started off 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 Broadway, but you had done Dreamgirls and The Wiz. <clears throat> and uh, now you were on the biggest TV show in America, in the world. And several years into that success, had you been itching to get back to Broadway? Uh, were you coming into town to see shows a lot? Did you still have a place here? What was your relationship? Um. I I was still um, I was still going to the Broadway theater to see shows, but I was working in theater, and so what I was seeing was kind of limited. Um, yeah. But there were things that I had seen. That I wondered if I'd ever have the opportunity to perform on Broadway again, and at that level of artistic challenge mm -hmm. and excellence. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm speaking specifically of having seen the opening night of um, Fences. Yes. Uh -huh. I'm speaking specifically of having seen my sister's uh, Sweet Charity. Yes. Uh -huh. I'm speaking specifically of work of this caliber. Mm -hmm. Because my work in the Broadway shows before, well, I was in The Wiz. Yes, and that was an that original production was incredible. Yeah, I mean it's. I don't think enough has been written about it or documented mm. about that original production. When I see these uh, books and films about Broadway musical, the history of the Broadway musical, I don't see the Wiz represented at all to my liking. Mm. And I write to people and I ask them, well, what happened? Why are you acting like this never happened? <laughs> because it changed the Broadway musical. Mm. The Wiz did change the Broadway musical. Yeah. But so I was looking at work like that and wondering, after having worked on television in such an iconic uh, show. Yeah. And, you know, people begin to identify you with the character they see you play every <laughs> And they don't tend to see you beyond that. Thank goodness in theater, the casting is a little bit different. Yeah. 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 And had you even had the uh, thought, I mean, if you're working on, I mean, I guess in those days, a TV series, you did like 26 episodes in a season. I mean, you were very busy uh, mm -hmm. that, that you could squeeze in a run in a play in your hiatus time. Was that even on, on the table? Well, I hadn't thought about it, but that's what happened with the Wiz. Yeah, I mean, with uh, with into uh, the woods, into the woods. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. There came a time when there was uh, a strike in television. Oh, 
there came a time when there was a strike and uh, we had, let's see, knowing that this was gonna happen, uh, well, we, it, there was not a lot we could do. We finished out our season with two shows in Los Angeles and we returned to New York. And then came the offer to audition. Uh, uh, careful in my words, but the offer to audition for Into the Woods. And I, I said, oh yeah, I'll do that. And I did. <laughs> and I was uh, very happy. Um, I think it was within half an hour, I received a call that said, they would like for you to, to take over this role. And okay, so it's kind of got going to work like right away, you know, I in it and there I was. And <laughs> it was, um, it was mind boggling to me because it wasn't just returning to Broadway, okay? It was going into a Stephen Sondheim musical. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, come on now. What are we talking about? I I was I was speechless, you know, but but so so happy. So I started going to class because I had voice classes. This was something I continued all the while. I was uh, working in television all the while we were in production with the Cosby Show. I still had my classes that I took, my voc vocal classes. But now, as opposed to taking them once a week, I took them every day. Mm. I was in class every day while I was uh, working with Into the Woods. You hear that again day. and again from the best of the best that the study never ends. And it never ends. Is. It never ends. And thank goodness it never ends. But that's what I that's what I did. That's what I knew I had to do to really be on par with uh, the work itself and to be able to serve the cast and the work itself. I, I had to commit like that. And I love that kind of commitment. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, if you're going to get in, get in. <laughs> and um, I mean, it would seem to me that this score, though, would not be a big departure from singing that you'd already been doing your whole career. I mean, you know, you, it's very, um, uh, you know, humbling uh, to hear you talk about, you know, the study and all that. But it, it seems like it was something you were well prepared to do already. Yeah, I was. Otherwise, they wouldn't have cast me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they would not have cast me simply because I was on a television show. They would never. Yeah, yeah nowadays that happens more, but maybe maybe that was, oh, it was a high that, bar. That, that would never, that would never, that would never have happened. Yeah. Um, first of all, I found out later some particulars about the invitation to audition. Oh. Originally, I had not been considered because... They didn't know, they meaning those creative directors with that show. Yeah. With that particular production, did not know that I sang. Wow. Mm -mm. They didn't know. They knew me as Claire Huxtable. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't know that I sang. They didn't know about uh, 
they didn't know about my work with, um, interesting that they didn't know that I sang, but they didn't. They, yeah. didn't know. they wouldn't have known because I was in the chorus. I was yeah. in the chorus of Dream Girls. I was in the chorus of The Wiz. And yeah. who pays attention to somebody in the chorus? Big mistake. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, but they didn't know about that. Yeah. They didn't know that I had had musical training from the time I was six years old. They didn't know that. Mm. How could they have known? Yeah. You know, so it was a pleasant surprise that I could sing. And what the what was the audition? The audition wasn't coming in singing a song that you prepared yeah. from your repertoire. <laughs> no. The uh, audition was coming in and learning It's the Last Midnight and performing mm. with. And, you know, uh, other people have said who played the role, inc including on this podcast, Joy Franz, who was, of course, the stepmother, but was one of the understudies to The Witch. She said that that is the hardest part to sing in the whole show. Um, and she cited specifically that song, The Last Midnight, as being um, a, a very big challenge musically. Well, the thing about Sondheim's writing, which I really love, is that all the movement of thought and all emotion is in every interval of a song. Yeah. And that's how I learned it. I mean, where there's dissonance, there's dissonance for a reason. You know, uh, I thought, mm, you know, I, I learned it that way. I, I didn't think about it being musically challenging. Um, what was, what was, challenging was <laughs> with the limericks the way he writes yeah you have to stay ahead of every phrase yeah while you're singing one phrase you have to somehow be prepared to go to the next one or you're going to get caught in something because mm. it, it it moves quickly mm. it moves so quickly I really enjoyed that work. You're making me remember how much I enjoyed <laughs> which Oh, it's good. For the last time, I am not on Ozempic. I made one little joke on this podcast, and everybody started calling me out, texting me, calling me cringe, whatever. I really was asked by people if I was on Ozempic, and as I told them, I am not. I am just eating factors, no prep, no mess meals, okay? Warmer, sunnier days are coming. Fire Island season is here. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors' fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine what are you waiting for with 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week you'll always have new flavors to explore crush your wellness goals this may with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from breakfast to dessert stay fueled with easy nutritious options treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp and blackened salmon and kitchen time is kept to a minimum they are ready in two minutes no shopping no prepping no cooking no cleanup enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories 
calories, maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or just simply to eat well balanced. Head to factormeals.com slash giants in the sky 50 and use code giants in the sky 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code giants in the sky 50 at factormeals.com slash giants in the sky 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, so, so many of us got to enjoy a little piece of your work in that because when you came in to the production was before the Tony Awards that year. And so a little bit of it was preserved in that, that medley that you all performed um, that night. Was that, was that something that was sort of uh, part of the package of you coming into the show that that was still going to be uh, happening? Oh, I, I didn't know anything about that when I came, <laughs> came into the show. I wasn't thinking about that. But uh but I'm sure I'm sure they were happy to have your presence as part of that. And um was that was that something, you know, nowadays there's so much sort of star casting on Broadway. Um and uh I mean now all these decades later you're as well known for being, you know, one of the legends of the theater as you were a television star at that time. But but there's so much crossover now and the marketing teams work so hard to to get that word out to the fans so they can get more people into the theater. It seems like this was before that time period. Did you did you see that as as happening at the time? Did I see what is happening? That that they were reaching out to the fans of you from television to to expand the audience of Into the Woods. I if they had thought like that originally, they would have just extended the invitation for me to come, I think. Yeah. But someone informed him, oh, she sings. <laughs> yeah. And they were going right about whom they would audition, you know. Yeah. Someone put my name out there and they said, well, well they, no, she sings. Yeah. And that's how that happened. Um, I, uh, as I'm recalling, the box office was all right. Yeah. Seemed to really pick up as I was getting ready to go back into production. And they asked me to stay. Yeah. I wondered, how could I do that? Yeah. Work in the studio and then come and do this at night. And oh, no, I wouldn't last uh, very long. Because uh, I had a young child to take care of, too. My daughter mm. was quite young at the time. Mm. Uh, she was not quite two. She was just before her second birthday. So um, so I, I had to decline, but I, I hated leaving because I really loved being there. Yeah, well, you've come back so many, so many wonderful times. Uh, another guest of the podcast was the casting director, um, Joanna Merlin, the late, great Joanna Merlin, sadly. And um, she was talking about something that for many of our listeners, it, it would be surprising, 
uh, now, but that this was considered such a groundbreaking, non-traditional casting to cast a, a Black woman in this show that had opened, you know, other than uh, an understudy with this white cast. And uh, I mean, it sounds absurd, I think maybe even to young people today, there's no reason that we would think of the witch as being white or not white on the... Um, on the paper, on the page. Um, but was that something that, uh, that did you feel you were breaking ground to go into the show at the time? I hadn't thought about it. Yeah. I mean, it was somewhere after I got in there that it was brought to my attention that there had never been an African-American in a lead role in any Sondheim production. Mm. That was somewhere after I got in there. And I thought, oh, okay. <laughs> just like that, oh, okay. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm, okay. That's, oh, okay. You know, good. Okay. And I still have to learn my songs. And I still, yeah. have to, you know. Yeah. This is, this is okay. Well, I'm, you know, I'm happy we crossed that bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I mean, it, it, in some ways, it seems like it would not be a big deal to us today. But in other ways, they still seem hung up on those categories. And even even in the role of the witch, it feels like because you played it now, so many productions, I mean, they they cast an African-American actress in that role. It's like, oh, Felicia did it. It's OK, you know, um, and uh, that's I mean, the last two Broadway revivals were, were um, you know, and uh I, you know, we wish that maybe we would see that in some of the other roles too, but it, it's like they're scared to break new ground, you know? Yeah, people are always scared of one thing and then another. I yeah, guess. yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe we can keep continuing to cross bridges and cross that one too. Yes, yes, here's to that. Um, well, another thing that you did uh here in Into the Woods that I don't believe you'd done before was to replace an actor um, because you'd been in the original uh, casts of Dreamgirls and The Wiz. And I, was that a rushed process for you? I know that um, for all the many roles that you've created on Broadway, you wound up doing uh, other replacement memorably in Jelly Last, Jelly's Last Jam and in August Osage County. Was, was that something that is a different Thing you have to get the hang of that sort of condensed process okay so um my original uh employment on the broadway stage in ain't supposed to die natural death mm. the whiz in dream girls was as a an ensemble member who was an understudy it began with Ain't Supposed to Die a Natural Death, in which I understudied four roles. Huh. And rehearsed four roles every week. Yeah. With the understanding uh, and intention and readiness to perform any one of them at the drop of a hat. Mm. So, no. I mean, when I was in... Um, in the whiz, um, I showed up one day and you're on. Yeah. When I was in Dreamgirls, I showed up one day to work and you're on. So, you know, I, um, no, I just, 
it's part of theater. That's that's what yeah. theater is. The theater is like this. Yeah. And the show must go on. Yeah. You know, so you have to be, you're gonna be part of the show, be part of that that makes it possible. Yeah. Inevitable that the show will go on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose also maybe television <clears throat> is a good preparation for that because you're getting new scripts every week. And, you know, where theater actors are used to having a month or two months to to work on a show, you're prepared to to learn lines and, and put together the, the work like that. You have to be. Yeah. You have to be able to, because of my training and experience as an actor, you have to be able to invest in it. So you're not just on stage saying lines and moving from one spot to the other. You must engage with the actors who have been doing this every single day. And you must engage with them in such a way that they are confident they can move through this performance with you, that you're all together. Mm. You know, they're not trying to cover for me. Although we do that for each other naturally, whether yeah. we're working with understudies or with a regular ensemble, theater, things happen in theater all the time. Unexpected things happen in the middle of a scene mm -hmm. all the time. And we work together to move through them together. That's what I love about theater. You know, it's collaboration. Yeah, in real time. Collaboration in real time. And, you know, I, I noticed all these years later, you were so uh, easily able to quote back the lyrics of Children Will Listen. Clearly this piece, you know, imprinted upon you in this uh, deep way. Um, and uh, I'm curious at the time, did you have a sense that the show would have the kind of legacy? I mean, even when we talk about Stephen Sondheim, it's, um, I think that prior to Into the Woods, it was more of a, a cult favorite composer, esoteric, small reach. And I think the Into the Woods has expanded that so much over the years. Um, and was was that clear in that original production while you were doing it, that it would it would have that impact? Well, it was a Sondheim musical. And I can't think of a lot of them that don't. Sweeney yeah. Todd, Sunday in the Park with George. Come on, Assassins. It's a... <laughs> His uh, follies, this is, you know, this is what his work does. Mm. It, it just does that. So it wasn't a, I never thought about it. I, what I, what I'm thinking, when I'm in a, engaged in the work, I uh, seldom am I thinking about what it will mean 10 years from the time yeah. I'm doing it. I'm so invested in doing it mm. in the time that I'm in it. That's where my focus is. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the audience appreciates that. Um, and, we're, you know, you speak so um, uh, fluently about all these Sondheim shows. I'm curious if there were other Sondheim roles that you ever uh, would have liked to play or would still like to play. Is that is that something that's on your on your list? Mm, no. <laughs> no. I just I just love the music. Yeah. I just love the music. Mm, I do. 
are there other Sondheim songs that are our particular favorites of yours? Here's to the ladies who lunch. Yes. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I would love a Felicia Rashad uh, version of that. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Do do you um do uh, many concerts? I mean, I I know that I know that your voice is still strong. I've heard you even just in interviews, casually casually belt out a little bit. I can see it's all there. Of course. Um, no, I haven't had time for that. Yeah, yeah. You're no. you're a busy actor. Um, well, it's I've been deeming, you know. Yes, yeah, I, I know that Howard Howard University has a lot of uh, use for you as well. Um, uh, but uh, I did come across a um, the Josephine Baker Superstar album on YouTube. Ooh, okay. I, I well, I loved it. I thought, I mean, where where was the rest of the Felicia Rashad disco career? I needed that. Well, now. <laughs> La 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 la. Yeah. Well now. <laughs> um that was an interesting juncture in life. <laughs> I love it. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when 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 you're done being a dean, you know, if you if you find the time to do more concertizing. I know that your Broadway fans will eat up that any, any, any singing that you want to do. Thank you very much. Ladies who lunch or otherwise. Um, and uh, I'm curious if you've been back to see any of the subsequent productions of Into the Woods over the years. I saw uh, Into the Woods on Broadway with Vanessa Williams. Oh yes, wonderful. But James Lapine directed that one as well. Did. I saw that. I did not see the one at Signature. I'm sorry that I missed that because mm. I know that that was extraordinary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that's one that I really, really would have loved to have seen. I'd like to see it in these settings like this. But I understand that your cast was impeccable. Uh-huh. You're talking about the one um, uh at City Center? No, uh, the one for which I did the voiceover. Oh, at the Signature Theater in D.C. Oh, in yeah. Virginia. Yes, oh, pardon me, outside D.C., yeah. Um, yes, uh, you were, were the giant in that production. Yes, yes. I guess you the giant. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, now I want to see that one, too. Um, and uh, it it is done so so often. I mean, it seems to be the most um, perennial of all the Sondheim shows, and um, uh, I think maybe because of the family uh, themes that you know, and children can relate to the, even if the kids today don't know the fairy tale characters like we did, that's still something that's more accessible to them, and you know, they know it from Disney or, and of course, there was the movie of Into the Woods. Um, but uh, I'm sure there'll be more opportunities to see it. Maybe they can recycle your um, giant voiceover for the next one as well. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are there, are there um, uh, any other uh, musical projects that, that we would be interested in that haven't come to fruition that have been sort of um, 
you know, uh, you've been so busy with all the um, straight plays on Broadway and all the television and film stuff. Um, but we're for the musical theater fans of Felicia Rashad, are there any things that we that we should have um, almost rans? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, not, not not at the moment, not at the moment. Uh, well, well, we'll continue to hope for that. Um, is there anything else that you particularly remember? You talked about um, being invested, you know, each each night in doing the show, how that's such the joy of theater. Anything can happen. Are there individual uh, uh, occurrences during your run of Into the Woods that stick out in your mind particularly? Um, something happened off stage in my dressing oh. As I said, my daughter was approaching the age of two. The great Condola Rashad. The great Condola Rashad. So she was with me and um, she had fallen asleep and when she fell asleep, I put the makeup on for the witch and I blackened my tooth and I put on all the weird witchy makeup on my face and the wig and she woke up. And when she saw me, she screamed. <laughs> and she was scared out of her mind. And I said, no, 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 it's mommy, it's mommy. And that made her scream even louder. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> well, I, I, I just kept talking to her, you know. And I said, see, it's just makeup. And I had to take a few pieces off. And said, see, it's mommy, it's really mommy. <laughs> she, she was a little girl. She was... I think she was too. I think this was for her third birthday, as I'm recalling. Yeah, she was too, and and she um, she loved the cow. Mm. She she would watch the show, and she loved the cow, Milky White. She loved the cow. She loved that part of the story the most. Mm. Sweet. And she used to. Um, she used to listen to the recorded uh, album mm. every day. Wow! <laughs> she, wore that, she wore that. It was in a. It was in a CD. She wore that thing out. <laughs> she loved it. She absolutely loved the music. Uh, yeah, she did. You're making me remember all these things. Oh, so Thank cute. You. Um, and how about anything specific about working with Stephen Sondheim or James Lapine? Mm. Mm. Stephen was always very supportive and he corrected some phrasing and I appreciated that. Yeah. And he wrote me a very lovely note. Mm as I was leaving and James Lapine was he was just a gentleman who was a joy to work with well that's nice listen people have a lot of stories of harsh criticism from both of those guys so they they must they must have loved you to to uh have been have been kind I don't think that they were ever um anything less than uh up up front with their with their opinions um but no surprise. Um, 
Well, thank you so much. It is so it is so incredible to get to get your perspective from that time. Uh, I know it was so long ago, but uh, just even the little tidbits are a pleasure to hear from you. Thank you so very much for inviting me to join you today. I wish you the best in this new year. Thank you so much. The same to you, to you and your family. And uh, I will look forward with bated breath to the next time I get to see you on Broadway again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Giants in the Sky, how Sondheim and Lapine went into the woods on the Broadway Podcast Network. Look out for episode 45 with Tony Strages, original set designer. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.